bottles, bitch. Welcome, 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 welcome back to our Poppin' Bottles. My name is Kayla Mason Garvin. Hi, my name is Justin Ganaway. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast where every week we talk about the current events in pop music and we discuss a pop album by a non-male singer or artist. Um, so, uh... We are going to be joined by a very special guest later in this episode. We're Ooh, so excited to introduce guest. you. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Yes. Um, so maybe we should say pop star of the week until she arrives. What oh, do you think? Let's, you know, let's wait. I do want to know what pop star she feels like this week. So we'll save that segment for a little bit later, but don't worry. We are going to cover it. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump right into current events for this week. Mm. Um, it's a big week. Um, since we last talked to you, we, there have been the Grammy Awards. There has been the Super Bowl and there has been a notable documentary release so we will talk about all of those things yes. we'll start in the order um why don't we start with the grammys and move forward in time since grammys were sort of the first thing that happened here um so let's uh we were going to talk about a few performances here yeah. um justin what were your most memorable performances of the ones that you watched okay so unfortunately i had t- i had to make berets for my millinery <laughs> class so i could not watch the grammys live which i regret a lot however um i hit i hit the um the big performances of the night or the the females that we care about which are ari billy and lizzo Mm -hmm. um and so the first one i watched was ariana um Mm -hmm. i'd gotten a little bit of background from people someone said that there was a wardrobe sort of fumble yeah um i watched it this evening and i guess because i was expecting it to be bigger i saw it and i was like i don't care Mm. um but so i'll hit on the the fumble real quick like you know she i think that there was supposed to there was something that was supposed to be secured with her quick change much quicker so that she could get to the next box set and do seven rings Uh um and i thought she played it off nicely she did like a little ponytail flip as soon as like the costume was secured she trotted over and like i've never minded a little fumble from ari because it's always so fun to giggle with her like when she like fumbled on ellen it was just fun so i i guess i don't care i do wish that we had like seen what was intended though because i'm curious which she hasn't really um at a major award show done a reveal so i am curious what she had planned Yes. Um, I thought overall it was a good performance. I thought that, you know, she's always on... Let me just throw my microphone around the room. She's always on voice. She always sounds great. She yes. always looks great. I liked the looks. I was a. I wasn't like thrilled though. There was something for me that was just like a little bit, um, you know, like it's we expect her to nail it at this point. Yeah. And I want. And if she was gonna perform Imagine and she didn't do those whistle notes, like that's what we like the song for, honey. Like we are not here for the low part of your range. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was missing the whistle tones, uh, but I will. At least do them at some point, you know? (laughs) Just do it at the end. Just be like, wow! <laughs> um, I do want to give a shout out to the moment um, where one of her backup dancers is holding her microphone and she's just counting her money. A little mm. subtle stunt from Ari was lovely. That wasn't subtle. <laughs> she's rich and she wants us to know it, which I can't. I can't blame her for. I would no. too. And then the background dancers were incredible. We mm-hmm. had a myriad of genders and yes. beautiful look. I mean, the looks from them were almost better than her look, which I agree was. I, not great editing on her part it was fine but you know she 
likes her one silhouette. She doesn't really take many risks outside of that. We saw her execute it well, and that's sort of all we can ask from Ari at this point is to execute what she does well, you know, and sort of like the performance. I thought it was I thought it was good, you know, but yeah. we know um, what's in her wheelhouse and what I really want to see from her is like her pushing herself. And I, I guess that's what I didn't feel from the Grammys yeah. performance was that she wasn't pushing herself. Yeah, I would agree, but I also do think we got really authentic Ari. Like, she does, for some reason, love a box set, and she loves mm, kind of she theatricality does. of she it. Does. She's a musical theater kid. Yeah, she's musical a, theater. She's a Broadway kid, you know? She was in 13, what can we say? She was in Wicked on um, NBC. Oh my god. Um, she wasn't, though. She just sang a song. Do we think she's gonna get cast in the movie? Oh, I hope so. I really, really hope so. You know, though, I would actually rather see her as Glinda. Mm, yeah, me too. Absolutely. And I would rather see someone with real, like, bite. Are you saying that because of the memes from the Grammys? No, I'm saying that because <laughs> I don't actually think that she has the the emotional range yeah, to, to play Elphaba at this moment. She just can't keep her eyes open when she sings, and I think that's important. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just want to hit on something super quick. Did yeah. you see Tan France do Ariana Grande on Instagram slash the new Netflix show Next Mm-mm. in Fashion? Okay, well, no. we'll talk about this at a later date because okay. I'm going to make you look at it. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Stay tuned, please. Yes. Uh, watch Next in Fashion. <laughs> um, up next, let's talk about... Um, why don't we talk about Billy? Let's talk Billy. Um, a very solid performance. The vocals were there. Um, I think I thought the the restraint was lovely, and the Gucci suit was very very pretty. Yeah, I think for me it was a standout just because, you know, I, at Grammys I either want people to pull out, um, for lack of a better word, gimmicks, mm-hmm. or really really sing, and you know Billy really sang, and I and sort of like was in it with her brother I thought it was good um I do still have a dying wish to see her scrout maybe <sighs> one day we'll get there um but maybe you know, she'll sing the notes and imagine Who she's knows? got a beautiful voice she certainly <laughs> could well I don't know if she has a whistle tone but she certainly has more range than she lets us know about and yeah. I you know I wish that Billy <laughs> was actually more of a like mainstream pop artist than she is I mean she's clearly very very mainstream but I wish she was more mainstream in the way she used her voice Mm. um just because i want to know what she can do because she has so much like beautiful control over her vocals that i just want to see her let loose or like let us know what she's capable capable of because right now i feel like it's a lot and it could be anything you know she's waiting for the reinvention oh my god three albums in we're gonna get scrouting billy when she's 22 (laughs) (laughs) um up last for the grammys we have lizzo's performance justin thoughts um this was the best absolutely because one the vocals were there the bombast was there the Mm, bombast (laughs) we knew that she she knew that she was at an award show and she was there to put on a show but what i want to talk about is two specific things that make it a good like uh award show performance great one was the transition between Mm, the two songs where we got the light up ballerinas with Mm -hmm. the with the durags it was amazing Mm -hmm. um and then visuals like she's giving us visuals and entertainment value yes like we need curated exciting visuals and then the other was just the stunts that fucking flute came mm. down from the this the ceiling and that's like a, a nuanced choice and it's fun and it's cool and i like it i love to see lizzo opening the grammys i think it was a great choice for her to open i feel like she sort of brought it brought the theatricality in a way that no other performer did mm-hmm. um i do feel like um 
I don't really have anything to say bad about the performance. I do feel like, though, you know, similar to Ari, that everything that we saw was very much in her wheelhouse, and I am excited to see her push her limits as a performer. But I do feel like she really executed, she really had a bunch of concepts that she she executed all of them, so I'm not mad. I loved it. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Demi's performance, by the way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait, okay, did you see it? I did see it, yes. Okay, what did you think? Um, I was, I, I will say I was bored by the look because I've seen her do versions of that quite a bit. And for reference, the look is sort of like, it's like a, the silhouette's sort of like a ball gown in that, you know, she has a lot of volume at the bottom of the skirt. It's fitted at the top and, but it was sort of also suiting a little bit at the yeah. top. Like we had lapels, it was all white. Um, yes. Um, I thought the voice was a little bobbly, unfortunately. Um, and I do find the song to be underwhelming, which, and all, saying this, makes me sad but i'm i'm i don't know that i need a ballad comeback from ari because we've seen her do ballad comebacks in the past and i i was hoping for a new mode entirely for her career but from demi yeah you said ari and i just want to clarify for our listeners at home that you (laughs) know we love them but we love them we love them both but i i've seen uh i've seen demi do a comeback with a ballad several mm-hmm. times and right. like i i just i almost, this is not her best ballad comeback <laughs> no and i don't need her to apologize for her like for missteps anymore mm. like uh, she's a human i i'm I, I feel awful for her that she's relapsed i don't know if i need an, another ballad i guess Ugh. i thought um what i said to cameron afterwards was she has a beautiful voice yeah. like she's a beautiful voice the song is not as good as her voice is, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate the rawness of the performance in that she really, you know, far from... I think, actually, the thing that was compelling to me about the performance is, unlike, you know, the rest of the three that we just talked about, I feel like she really was pushing herself to be vulnerable and to share something very personal mm-hmm. on stage, which, you know, I don't know that we saw from Ari, Billy, or Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something. I don't think the song's great. I think she gave a great performance. I'm so glad that she came back. I don't know if the version you saw kept in this, this sort of false start she had at the beginning where she like started to sing and she got too emotional and she had to restart yeah, the whole thing. We love a false start. We love a false start. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think she needs better material, but I applaud her and, and I love Demi. I'll never stop loving Demi. I'm glad she's back. What do you think about the hair for this era, though, real quick? The long black with the, lots of lots of extensions. It's fine. We, she's done it before. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm bored. Yeah, me too. Um, let's talk, I do like her with a bob, I will say. Oh, yes. Um, let's talk about... Let's just transition right into her performance at the Super Bowl. She mm-hmm. sang the national anthem. Thoughts? This is an all-white look I can get behind. Oh, and just to note that this happened hours ago. We are recording on Sun, Super Bowl Sunday. We have. I have not seen any of the internet reactions really, so we are sort of talking. Have you? We're being raw and vulnerable. We're being raw, raw and vulnerable, just like our queen Demi Lovato. <laughs> okay, so you liked the suit? I've not. Yes, I liked the suit. I've not white seen white suit again. Any? Yeah, another white suit. But this one was executed better. Um, I agree. I agree. And, and uh, the hair was a little better this time around. I too. agree too. Um, she looked flawless. She, she looked, looked flawless. She looked patriotic. Patriotic. Page. The the vocal I thought was near perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
do think the transition to the falsetto on the high note was a little bit underwhelming. But I liked that though. I liked that like we're like, oh, she's fucking singing live, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, we because no one else did. But um, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but um, I, I, but I did think that her her actual money note was just the last note. Like mm. she really killed that belt. It was right in her voice, and it was great. I liked the arrangement too because it was classic. But they gave her like a little bit of an acapella moment. Like I love. I thought the arrangement was strong. I thought her vocal was strong. I'm. It, it seems like she is positioning herself to release new music soon, mm-hmm. which I'm all about. We uh, you listen to our "Tell You Tell Me You Love Me" episode. We stand the album. We fucking I'm stand. very ready for her to release new music. So um, yes. I hope that's in her future. I'm glad to see her healthy and back in the public, if that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I thought she did a great job with the national anthem. One. Yeah. Um, thing I guess to note is the one actually headline I did see before we did this was that you know Jay, Beyonce and Blue um, came and you know Jay had turned down doing the halftime show because of the way that the NFL has treated the movement sort of led by Colin Kaepernick about sort of protesting the singing of the national anthem and so the three of them I believe all stayed seated for her performance but did applaud and Beyonce moved her head allegedly. Oh okay Um, good. Like she was like bobbing her head. (laughs) I think Beyonce stands Demi. I bet they're like low-key friends. I hope so. I don't know if they're actually friends because I do feel like they both are very strong personalities that I don't know would mesh very well. Mm. Um, But I do feel like Beyonce would have respect for Demi's talent because it is considerable. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about halftime. Why don't we? Actually... Let's talk about Miss Americana and then loop back to halftime. Sure. Yeah, let's do Okay, so Miss Americana is the um, Netflix documentary released on January 31st about Taylor Swift. We watched it last night. Um, well, Justin has now seen it twice. Yeah, I've seen um, it twice. So, Justin, what are your thoughts on this um, release? This is a complex documentary, I would say. Is it? I, in that, like, <laughs> we go from moments of Taylor just being wildly, like, annoying and then mo- moments of Taylor being like decently okay. What what would you identify as her being annoying? Um the the like flip through of headlines that we put on the Art Pop and Bottles Instagram was like her being being like look at all the awful things that people have written about me. And mm-hmm. I just like I don't need that section and it's almost in, and it's in almost every artist documentary where they mm. do just like a montage of headlines. Mm. And it's like and I know that that's I'm sure a part of the struggle of being a pop star is like learning how to deal with media coverage but at this point we all know what people are saying about you and if you are like she was clearly trying to come into this documentary and say that she is self-aware and (laughs) and and i think that like if you're putting those headlines up you're obviously not like in a place where you are self-aware and self-assured and so oh, I, I don't know about that because I do feel like if she didn't address what people were saying about her more or less verbatim, also people would have had something to say about it. I kind of think that she's a little bit fucked either way. True. Um, but I did think that was a funny part of the documentary. <laughs> um, well, and I, I want to bring up actually the section um, that was similar to this where she referenced the Dixie Chicks sort of fall from grace where yeah. they had said they were embarrassed or Natalie Maines had said she was embarrassed about the president being from Texas. This was, uh, what year was this? It must have been 2003. It was when George W. Bush was president. And, um, 
so the documentary showed a lot of showed that clip showed a lot of clips of the Dixie Chicks sort of like being excluded from the country music industry and bullied and stuff um and that actually was what irked me the most just in terms of like you know um like I felt like she was sort of positioning herself to be like this is this is why I didn't speak out because they were so vilified which they were and it was sort of like horrifying and gross but at the same time like did they did they not say what they felt I don't I wasn't clear how she wanted us to interpret that other than that she was afraid of people calling her like a country slut or something you know yeah i i think maybe she was just like pointing to the historic like like what what her what like the men in her label are are perceived to be her fate if she speaks out totally well but then you know it sort of all comes back to like what do you think taylor you know like i don't know i think a lot a lot of the documentary was very effective but there are um, we've said this, I believe on the podcast, and if we haven't, you're welcome. Um, just like uh, watching her in motion in performance is rough. And there was so much of that. I do think that for me, um, the strongest parts of the documentary were the stuff, uh, where she was sort of writing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I love actually to watch videos of Taylor Swift writing things because I think it's so interesting. She has a lot of them on the internet. Um, I think it's really interesting to watch her process, um, and how things come together. Um, I would say overall the, the documentary was sort of mediocre for me. Like there were really high highs and really sort of like weird lows. What do you think? Um, I, I, I agree with you. I really liked the getaway car part. Mm. Like when they were writing getaway car, like with the video with Jack Antonoff was like, that was really, really fun. Um, I thought that there were moments that were like kind of endearing up when she, when it came to the Marsha, like P like Blackburn stuff or whatever. I'm, mm. I, I, I think I just butchered her name, but, um, uh, someone Blackburn. I think it's Martha or Marsha. Marsha. Someone Blackburn, um, because there were like there were times where like she it seemed like genuine, and then I also liked that when she like posted the the politic the official like Taylor Swift comes out on politics like she downs like three glasses of wine with her publicist mm-hmm. like that was sort of funny. Um, but like low key, like, um, honorable mention of the documentary was her, like that, the part where she was like con concepting the me video. Oh, right. <laughs> She's like everything that makes me, me like unicorns, unicorns parades, gay, gay pride. pride. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild moment. And she uh, was with Brendan Yuri and she was like, somebody saw me like bubble. She was just word vomiting the ideas for me, which I think is the video of which is that she created from that word vomit is an eyesore, but you know, we love Taylor and we hate her. Um, (laughs) I think, yeah, I, I don't know. For me, the politics stuff was rough because I, I, I really do think, it's a bitch move to be like, I was scared I would lose fans. So I didn't say anything. And now I want to be sad about it you know like Mm -hmm. like i do understand that she has a lot of like white men in her life who are advising her a certain way but like fucking so does everyone and be a woman and say what you want to say you know that's kind of how i feel about it that she sort of was like conjuring not conjuring she was really emotional but she was conjuring all these tears being like this is what she does you know, she, she d- didn't vote. She's something about the Violence Against Women Act, and she she was. I don't know. I don't want to be all. I do think 
Taylor Swift has an enormous platform that she has not often used for anyone's gain except herself. Yeah. And um, that's sort of my takeaway from the documentary, too, is that, like, for me, it's a little bit too little too late, although I loved watching it. You know, I I, I, re- I do recommend it. I would recommend a watch. It's yeah. a fun way to pass a couple hours, and you can make your own decision. It's sort of fascinating. It is. I think it's very fascinating. Yeah. It's certainly not boring at all. No, 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 no. Um, although if you don't like to see her dance, there's a lot of her dancing. <laughs> um, let's circle back um, to the most <laughs> American of all things, the halftime of the Super Bowl. Yes. So today we had uh, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez performing at the Super Bowl halftime. What did you think? Uh, I Okay. <laughs> the thing about this is, is it had so much potential, first of right, all. of course. It could have been truly a, a fucking party um and that's what they had going for them going into it do either of them are either of them like true uh have like truly extensive catalogs and are like legends among legends no but they are both quite oh, I'm good i'm gonna fight with you about that i think that they both do have like bi- like not like wildly deep catalogs but they do have between them a lot of big big hits and shakira has also like a huge career outside of the u.s that i feel like we like we don't really have a grasp on how popular she is um outside of our country but 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 uh, beyond that like we do know them to be both of them to be incredibly like um just amazing performers (laughs) i'm sorry no i love it please continue Uh, that we know we know them to be like some of the best performers ever oh absolutely and like entertainers entertainers well-rounded but they didn't structure their performance well at all it was like shakira was like the sort of messy opening act for j-lo great dancing great dancing she didn't sing live did not sing live except for when when her they her turned her mic off for (laughs) a second when she was crowd surfing exactly she did sing there but for most of it she did not sing did not sing and then and so and you could tell that that they did not share a budget either because her ah! her costumes and her transitions were not were not as polished as JLo. Then JLo comes on Ooh, gives it's because she's paying back that tax money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> JLo comes on and gives a, a really I would say a, a one of the better performances I've seen from JLo. She was on a poll twice. She was. The looks were good. The, the looks transitions were, were stronger. Uh-huh. Um and then they came together for a minute but then JLo then sort of closed it out. I don't know. I wanted a dance battle and I think maybe I'm just <gasps> upset. Oh, a dance battle. Wouldn't that have been lovely? It I thought overall it was you can't say that it was bad. It was no, not bad. No. It was well executed. Very fun. But I have come to expect and this has actually fallen away in the past few years, but I remember there was sort of this golden period of time um, when the Super Bowl started to realize that um, like queer people watched the halftime show. Mm-hmm. When There was this spate of time where they had like Madonna do it, and then Katy Perry, and then Beyonce, and it like really um, mattered in my community. <laughs> um, but all of those women sort of like took... Um, steps as far as showmanship went. Right. Um, particularly, I would say, uh, much to my chagrin, they're not my favorites in any kind of sense of the word, which maybe means we should cover them soon. But I did think that both Madonna and Katy Perry had like kind of exquisitely sort of like 
um, spectacular shows. Like there was pe- spectacle. Katy Perry came in riding on a fucking lion or whatever. I loved Katy Perry's, but I can't. I cannot support you on a Madonna's halftime no, show. No, but it good. was spectacular though. She had she she came in being carried by a bunch of fucking men. She had a, a bunch of artists with her. She did fucking push ups in a cartwheel. She was like fifty nine or eighty. Who well, knows how the, old she is? J Lo's fifty three, and J Lo was dancing full fucking force. She did didn't execute her cartwheel as well as Madonna's and she was younger when she did it. <laughs> Just saying. Um, no, it, well, but there was less of a sense of spectacle is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like Madonna yes. kn- knows how to put on a show that makes your jaw drop. Mm-hmm. And the really, I think the most jaw-dropping thing that happened at this halftime show was when J-Lo, she came out in that feathered cape. One side was American flag, one side was Puerto Rican flag. That was the best I stuff. loved that. Yeah. And while her daughter was singing, that was beautiful. Amazing. I loved that. Yes. Um, but I do think sort of that um, I was underwhelmed. I wanted more. You know, I assume that they're working with a huge budget. I wanted more. I um, um, I do want to talk about the sculptor who did J-Lo's hair. Oh, please. Um, do we think um, that it was a wig or do we... Wig. Th- Okay, I thought it was like maybe like hair with fall extensions, I everything. A, I thought well, it was a it unit. might be some of her hair, but yeah. I do think it's a wig. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of it's fake. But I, I want to give props to the hair person. The hair person did a great job. For both of them, their hair looked great. Their makeup looked... They looked... Inc- are you joking? They oh looked incredible. They Amazing. danced incredible. They lip synced uh, varying levels. But you know... <laughs> Shakira winked once. She did. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our special guest. Thank you so much for tuning in. Can you count me in? Uh, I don't... All numbers just flew out Shakira, of my head. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. I'm Kayla. We're here with Justin and our very, very special guest. Would you introduce yourself? Oh, yes. I'm Adrian. Hi. Welcome, Adrian. <laughs> welcome yes. to the podcast. Yes. Um, so we're going to go ahead and do the segment that we usually start with, with, which is what pop star do you feel like this week? And I have to admit... I just debriefed you on what our sort of like um, sort of order is and our all our segments, and I didn't think about what pop star I am this week, so I need to go last. Justin, <laughs> who do you feel like this week? Um, it I sort of like I have my thesis defense tomorrow, and like everything. <gasps> oh, uh, yes. I think it's been done for a minute. I've been talking about this damn thesis on the podcast for a hundred years, and the fact of the matter is, after I did it, like. I know it's good and I don't care about what the IU faculty has to say about it. So I'm just going to be like, just, we had to bleep that. Um. (laughs) We never do. We never edit. And one day somebody's going to discover this and we're going to be in so much trouble. Listen. Well, you know what? I don't care about what the prestigious uh, faculty at my prestigious Midwestern University think about this album. So I feel like Shakira. Oh my God. Iconic. Iconic. Adrienne, who do you feel like this week? What pop star do you feel like? I'm just seeing Kesha's face. Mm. Mm. Do you have any any reasons? Is it just a feeling? Did you brush your, your teeth body? with a bottle of Jack? Every morning. <laughs> My dentist is extremely disgusted with me every time I go. Oh my God, same. I'll have a cleaning next week. Wish me luck. Oh no, oh 
god, the dentist is scary. Oh, that, that makes sense for Kesha then, honestly. Mm-hmm. I like your beard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, this week I feel, oh gosh, um, I guess I feel like um, Lana Del Rey because it's mm. just been a sad week. Although, no, maybe I feel like, um, who do I feel like? Maybe I feel like, um, uh... Anyway, I'm I'm trying to think of a pop star who's actually broke, but I don't think anyone is. <laughs> like um, Shakira is. Shakira has not paid her taxes, so maybe I feel like Shakira. <laughs> um, I'm broke beyond broke. My car is dead. It's worth $175. Sky like, Ferreira seems broke. Sky Ferreira's not broke. Okay. She comes. I'm sure she comes from money. <laughs> um, but maybe Sky Ferreira. Just a combo of all of them. Just people who are <laughs> sad and broke. That. Like that's you can be a combination. Me. <laughs> me. That's me. Um, let's move right along because I'm very excited to talk about um, our album this week. Yes. So Adrienne chose our album for the yes. week. Yes. Um, this week we're going to discuss I Am Ellipses, Sasha Fierce. Um, this album was released on what? Thank you, producer Aaron Burnett. Yes. Uh, November 12, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first question we always ask is, where were you when this album was released? Justin, where were you? I was in eighth grade. I am dead. Um, I, I will mean, say God. that I um, did maybe have like a Justin Bieber haircut at the time. I am crying. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was not, but it was not intentionally Justin Bieber. I just really liked a long swoop and I was wearing uh, Hollister cargo shorts and oh Abercrombie shirts. Wow. And it Brand was awful. Name. It was awful. It was really awful. Do you remember having this album on your radar in your eighth grade life? Um, yes, I would say. I think that I was, I heard I'm a diva and I was like, there's something there for me. Mm. And then, um, I was gay just a short 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Same thing happened to me. Where were you, Adrienne? Were you also prepubescent? (laughs) I was about to say, I was somewhere arguing with my mom because I was 11. That's going to be my guess. (laughs) I was at that phase. Mm -hmm. I was also taking classes at this place called um, John Robert Powers. It was a whole scam. It was great. My dad was like, do you want a car? Do you want acting lessons? And little Adrienne said, acting lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Didn't get either. But listen, I did learn. And the choreo to single ladies. Hey, you know, that's valuable. That's bankable. Oh, yes. Yes. Do you still know it? I know part of it, but only because of the instructor scarred me. You know that part where he's like, mm-hmm. like little punches? Yeah. He was very intense with it and very <laughs> diligent to get us to do it right. So he was like, bow, 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 bow. Every time, so I can do that part clean. <laughs> I love that. That's the part that matters. We'll though. do a boomerang of that for the game. Absolutely, totally. Everything else down the drain. <laughs> um, I yeah, I do. I was six. You know, I was just learning to read. <laughs> no, I was actually um, truly bury me in the ground because I'm ancient, um, or I'm not ancient. And I'm quite young, but I feel very ancient in this moment. I was in my freshman year of college um, in New York, and I actually don't remember having this um, album be on my radar right when it came out, but I do remember, um, and I'll talk about this when we talk about the track, I do remember when the Single Ladies 
video dropped. I remember exactly where I was. I remember everything about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I have very clear associations with this album from my like young adulthood. Yes. Um, so I felt like a young adult at 11 too. <laughs> this album. <laughs> um, let's talk about a couple of looks here. that Because Beyonce really turned Lucky a few looks, looks mm. around this time. Mm-hmm. So let's first talk about um let's talk about the grammys first because i feel like we want to finish up with the most iconic look performance or red carpet let's talk about the performance i guess so we have the uh uh, describe this look for our uh listeners and we will put this on our instagram as well um so this is a fit and flare dress it's black strapless um it's laser (laughs) cut honey um and then she's got like a booty but it's a peep toe booty i think the booty might be studded i'm not sure of the pixelation it's looking studded (laughs) um she has straight hair deep side part um yeah great what do you think about this look justin and adrian um i think it's executed quite well it's very clean i do think it's a little derivative of uh lady gaga um and I don't think it's the best Beyonce's ever looked. I do also want to just posit that Lady Gaga was not really a, an act. Well, I guess she was an acting force at the time of the 2010 Grammys. But yeah, she, the time she that she hit in 2009, honey, when she yeah, when um, Beyonce dropped this album, Beyond, uh, Lady Gaga was not a thing yet. But right. I think throughout the course of this album gaining popularity, obviously Lady Gaga was on the rise. Adrian, what do you think? I just keep looking at this picture and saying immaculate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, not the best that Beyonce has ever looked, but doesn't Beyonce still look bomb? How do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Teach me. Um, I'll teach you. And this walk, like, I can't, like, okay, listen, when I walk, I can't straighten my knees. Don't judge me. Oh. And I'm just amazed. You see how straight that leg is? Like, that's how you walk. Her leg is so straight. Yeah. That is how you walk. Yeah. Her leg is straighter than any of us. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why I'm so amazed. I'm like, how do you do that in any aspect? (laughs) Um, Let's look at the next Grammys look. So this is the look she wore on the red carpet. Justin, hit us. Um, Okay. So this is... um, I Okay. Fitted gown for sure. Um, but it, then it's got like a, it's sort of a mermaidy silhouette from mm-hmm. the knee down. Um, it is what I'm going to call ivory, um, satin with, I would, I don't know quite what these, these three dimensional detailing is. I don't know if it's braiding or if it's pleating on it. But it's sort of like in an epaulette shape. She has detailing on the shoulders. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, is this, a, is this a pattern or is it like a three dimensional pleat to it throughout the, uh, I think the fabric? I think it's some kind of detailing. Some like, I don't think it's a, it's not a print. It's not a print. Not a print. And then it's and she has zipped sleeves, up the front. Not quite a cap sleeve, not quite a three-quarter somewhere, like, around a t-shirt length sleeve. Yes. Um, and then she's got, like, a statement gold earring, which is a little bit baffling. And then she also has... <laughs> a, um, the word I would use. A, tins- a tinsel applique in the, in the wig, I would perceive to be a wig, so... Thoughts um, on this look from the two of you? I would never, ever, ever come for Beyonce, especially when I'm sitting here in this purple fleece that I have no idea how I acquired. I don't know where this came from. But this whole dress, it just reminds me of like this 
awful like <laughs> kitchen set that my mom used to have. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a cute kitchen set, and maybe it's just you know like the family dinners. Maybe hate the fabric, and I'm just looking at this, and she's she's getting to me. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it. Justin, I think, disagrees with the two of us. But I don't love it. I don't I, I don't think that, like, Beyonce is necessarily, like, our fashion queen. Like, she yeah. sometimes struggles. And I think this is one of those moments. Like, she looks beautiful. Her body looks beautiful. She Her face looks beautiful. That smile. Her, you know, she's just a shining star in our firmament. But, like, this is not the best she's ever looked. And I don't think it's a really strong sort of, like, sartorial statement from her like it's not fashion um i really like zippers okay and there is a zipper up the front of it (laughs) (laughs) and i think that the zipper is beautiful do you like anything that's not the zipper um (laughs) (laughs) that really hurt me (laughs) i actually what i will say i i really love the color and how it coordinates with her makeup I think the beauty here, with the, with the exception of the tinsel, is quite stunning. I also think that this is how you do cleavage. I really like the cleavage. Mm, her cleavage looks absolutely. great. Well, yeah. she she her her body looks beautiful in this dress. It fits her perfectly. Yeah. Whatever qualms I have with it, it does not fit badly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's half the battle. That's half the bat. Okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the most iconic of the looks. This uh, is uh, the single ladies look. This is the one sleeved leotard look um, with the tall, tall heels and the big bouffant, dark, smoky oh, eye makeup. Legs. Thoughts, friends. Is it brilliant? Yes. Of course it's brilliant. It's a fucking leotard, but it's one shoulders. It's so clean. The way that it cuts her um, her hip, I mean, I, it's not even really her hip at that point. I don't even, it's so high up there. It's just like a lovely cut because it's pulled a little bit forward from the side seam. It's just like about an inch into the to the hip bone, which I love. Um, there's just like a slight padding to it. The, the height of the hair is incredible. There's nothing wrong with this look. That's how I feel. I would just like to thank Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> for being for, Beyonce for, for being Beyonce, <laughs> and and then just like helping me like realize how gay I was so early on in my life. Mm. Like, you know, you 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 look back and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is one of those moments, like. I watched this video how many times and I didn't know the choreo until I was taught it. (laughs) (laughs) This look, and this is also like everything that I wear today. Do y'all realize I always have on black and I just have different off the shoulder black shirts? Ooh. I'm a cartoon character. You find the silhouette that works for you and you stick with it. That's a very Beyonce thing to do also. Yeah, I think it's iconic. There's nothing about it that's not good. Uh... It's great. It's great. It's iconic. It will go down in truly the history books. Yeah. Do you guys remember when SNL parodied it? With it wasn't it the Jonas Brothers? Or no, like it was Nick Justin Jonas? Timberlake. This Timberlake. is slowly coming to me. Nick Jonas also. I've seen him in the leotard doing the he choreography. Yeah. It wasn't on SNL. Oh, I was gonna say, was it good? No. Um, no. Absolutely not. But <laughs> the point course. was, I think the point of the video was like putting these men in leotards. I don't know. Yeah. It was a different time. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, mm. I, you know. Um, 
Uh, let's talk a little bit, while we're on the subject, why don't we talk a little bit about gossip from the album. Hot so gossip. just whatever sort of was in the news at the time. So um, a big sort of news item around this album was that Beyonce, you know, the title of the album, I am dot 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 Sasha Fierce. Beyonce gave a lot of interviews about how she had an alter ego. And I believe those interviews actually predated the album and also postdated them. Um, that she had this alter ego that she was tapping into when she performed. Um, called Sasha, Sasha Fierce, who was like her sexy alter ego. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do either of you have thoughts on this little bit of goss? Uh, and also the way the album is structured reflects that. We have, sort of have the first half of like sort of deeper songs, slower mm-hmm. songs, and then the second half of like up-tempo, the bops. It's not a new concept. You know, we've seen artists create characters, uh, I mean, I, like, re- super early on. I, and I'm going to show my, the fact that I don't really know the Beatles, but didn't the Beatles, like, create, like, some sort of, like, alter band or something? I don't know. No. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, there's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts yeah, Club that's band, what but I was they referencing. weren't pretending to be them. Okay, well. I don't think, were they? I should they? look at my pop music. So I'm pretty history. sure Sgt. Pepper's was, like, an alter ego for them. Well, but, uh, then, then Garth Brooks. Wasn't that like yeah? It was one of their albums. Yeah. Well. It's, uh, well, I guess this aside, was one of her albums. They get new costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New costumes. They had the band. <laughs> um, I mean, then I read a couple articles that kept citing like Garth Brooks's album, "The Life of Chris Gaines." I'm not kidding. Pitchfork You're and joking. Rolling Stones cited when the they, album. Wait, when they reviewed "I Am Sasha Fierce," they, they cited... referenced Garth Brooks. It was no, so what? How crazy. How dare they? <laughs> But so <laughs> I know it's well. I mean, like Garth- for the alter ego thing. Yeah, yeah, for the alter ego thing. And but then we've also seen artists artists do it since then. We've seen Nicki Minaj do the whole like Roman Reloaded thing, and Roman being her alter ego. Uh, Lady Gaga sing through like a sort of um, like character with the Joanne thing. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a concept. Oh, it's, a, it's a device that she used. also had her like boy character yeah. that she did, who was like I'm an Italian. Right. Ra- yes. Yeah. The, no. I mean, is. probably. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we're I, it's, here. We're I, all together. <laughs> it's a device that's used quite frequently. I just uh, I it's weird to me that. And I don't know that it's wrong. I don't know if it's it really means anything, but it, it's interesting that she created this alter ego to then become, um, I guess, more sexual than she'd been in the past. And I want to know, like, and I think it's just symptomatic of, like, this, like, late Bush era time in our lives where, like, you women didn't have, I guess, permission to be overtly sexy unless it was like for the stage and for like this alter ego and for the gravitas of it. Like Beyonce couldn't be wholesome, but then also be Sasha Fierce. So she had to be Sasha Fierce for an album. I guess I'm positing that as a question to you all. Thought? <laughs> I mean, the way I remember Beyonce discussing it was just that she... It was easier for her when she was pretending to be someone else to be super sexy. But I don't, I mean, I feel like I should have brushed up on these interviews before I entered this episode. I don't remember exactly what she said. Do you have any memory of that? I don't remember what Beyonce said about it, but I just, I, 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 I took it in a way where um, she developed the, um, she developed Sasha Fierce, just like not as like, I don't know. I didn't think about it in a way like because she didn't feel like she was able to express like um, her sexuality. Um, 
Jeez. Hold <laughs> up. Look at, you, look at you with the facts. <laughs> I did a little studying before. I love that's that. Cute. I think that's great. Yeah. I, just, I just thought she was just like, I don't know, like performing, like being dramatic about it. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just like I act. So like I, I see them in the dressing room. Like, don't tell me actors are not different when they're in the dressing room. I'm telling you. I'm in my zone. I'm going to stay in character the whole time. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah. Everybody. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we like we have this these weird expectations for like music artists to be super genuine and authentic mm-hmm. human beings, and like why can't we just let them have a stage persona and mm-hmm. let them uh, also be real people? And uh, do do they even need to create a, a, a an alter ego, or can we just allow them to be more extravagant in their art? Mm. I thought that before until recently when I told y'all I, I'm, I'm done accepting responsibility <laughs> and so I'm gonna come up with the alter ego so you gotta blame it on them a- exactly yeah yeah exactly. yeah this, this, this um, I was listening to um, oh was it, I was listening to a Tiffany Haddish stand up mm. Tiffany and um, <laughs> she was saying that we, we, we have parasites in our brain so when you do something like that's, that's out of pocket it's the parasite oh. I was like okay that sounds wild though I was like I wanna make it my own so here we are. I'm creating an alter ego. Don't ask me her name yet. I don't know. Okay, I can't wait to learn it. Or um, maybe they're nameless. Who knows? I Ooh. haven't. Ooh. They're nameless. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't paid my taxes for 2018, and so I'm just going to blame that on Jasper, you the can't alter ego. Say, what, is the t- what, who, what is the agency? IRA? I was going to say TSA. What if some TSA agent is listening to this? Um, IRS? Here we are. Come get us. I'm paying them this week. <laughs> My dad's on it. 2018 is a long time ago now. <laughs> it is. Um, let's talk about the gossip around the VMAs real quick. So this would have been, um, I believe it's the 2010 VMAs, maybe I'm wrong, where um, there were four videos nominated for Video of the Year. Two of them uh, were Beyonce's uh, single ladies and Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me ended up winning. Kanye got up on stage and it was iconic. Um, I'm gonna let you finish, but and then Beyonce's was the best video of all time. Um, thoughts on this episode in history <laughs> that has truly opened up many hell gates uh, uh, for us in pop culture. Yeah, I don't support Kanye, but he said what he said. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He didn't lie. Well, I mean, what video do we remember? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, Beyonce's video is more iconic. It absolutely is. I do think that, you know, this was a big moment for Taylor, and it was, like, a good video from her, but, like, what is actually iconic? It's not her video. But it it sort of goes to show, too, I think, that award shows are sort of bullshit. Awards for art are bullshit. Because they don't give the awards to Beyonce, and that's how we know they're not credible. (laughs) That's true. Well, it's sort of also, like, how are you going to judge art as, as, like, one thing better than the other? You know, it's... It's just what is your taste? What is what is gonna last? Um, and people are quite often wrong, you know. Yeah. Well, but it's white men that are often wrong because right. those are the people voting on those awards. That sentence was so true. Say it again, but slower. <laughs> <laughs> it's white men that are often wrong. 
because it is those men who are voting on the awards. Period. (laughs) Well, no, actually, I do think the MTV VMAs are voted on by fans, but you know that Taylor has a rabid white fan base. A bunch of dumb white (laughs) 12-year-olds. Particularly at the time, yeah. Um, well, and, and also, I don't know. I, I think that the awards can't be trusted to Make delineate it. like what's actually good. Mm. Um, and Kanye knew that. Art Poppin' Bottles can be trusted. <laughs> Art Poppin' Bottles is the only source you can trust. <laughs> Let's move right into the album. Let's discuss these tracks. So we're going to go track by track on this album. We're going to say a little yeah, bit about yeah. each track. Let's start with track number one. This is from the I am dot 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 side. <laughs> um, yes. Track number one, If I Were a Boy. Justin, thoughts? I like this song. I'm going to say it. It's not exceptional. It is, I think, a really beautiful vocal. I do think it's Beyonce striving for something. Um, and I also she think... Deriving. But I want to talk about <laughs> the, like, the, like, the complexity of it. Like, it's, it's not feminist, but it was her trying feminism before she really had a grasp on the concept, is my read on the track. How do you feel? Me? Yeah, or, and Adrian. Adrian, what do you think? Yes, and before we got here, me and Liz, um, <laughs> we were listening to If I Were a Boy. <laughs> and I, I just, I just want to let you know that I, I was in a music video on the way over here. Um, right. Um, I was singing my heart out. I felt the heartache. I think that track is 10 out of 10. Yeah. My friend called me and interrupted the song. I, was, if he, was he in danger? I'm not sure, but you know what? I was hitting those notes. <laughs> I was hitting those notes. I believe you. Kayla and I can only hit 60% of the notes most of the time. But. <laughs> when I say We're that I, I hit a note, I'm lying 100% of the time. <laughs> I'll just let you know. <laughs> I like this song, but I also think it's bad. Like, I well, think yeah. She's, she sings it so often. She really loves to pull this one out of the repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like... Okay, I'll just say that... Um, and I've said this on the podcast before, but like sort of the moment when I converted from being a Beyonce fan to a Beyonce stan was when I saw her Glastonbury concert, which mm-hmm. I believe was like 2011, 2012, something around there. And she performed this song and it was a, a mashup. She performed it as a mashup with an Alanis song, an Alanis Morissette song. And she like headbangs at the front of the stage as she sings this song. And that doesn't totally sell me on the song but i appreciate her commitment she it's beautiful it's like lies beautifully in her range i think it sounds great i just don't love like the song itself mm-hmm. um but it, i'm not gonna turn it off if it comes on <laughs> i like how you said that. i'm not gonna turn it off <laughs> okay song number two halo let's go uh wow brilliant masterpiece don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. Start. There. No, Go we're ahead. getting you started. Listen. That's what the podcast is for. Yeah. Listen, there, there, there are things that have just. I was a, eleven. No, 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 no. I, I, I understood the pain she was talking about. Yes. At eleven. I, did I experience it? No. no, no. But listen, I was going to. Yeah. I, di- I didn't know. I felt that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, pr- I probably like listened to this song and like cried in the mirror. That sounds like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the fans? Like, ha- there's never been a better use of an actual fan before. Yeah. You know? Just... With, oh God, every time she performs, just right in front of a full mm. force fan, mm-hmm. you know? 
I remember there was this video um, that came out. I think it was probably a little bit after the album came out. You've seen this where she's like with all of her crew and it's like her and a guitar and they're singing Halo and some people are singing backup for her but she's singing live. It's pretty sort of curated but it was one of the first videos that she sort of like let be released where she's just singing not mic'd totally live. Um, It's good. Hmm. I I like the song. I do think it's a little pandery. You know, it's like a little bit yeah. of a radio song. It is a classic. Yeah. I love it. I can't deny it. I also, I also want to rebring up this anecdote where Kelly Clarkson had recorded this song already gone. You know, it's like already gone, and they had and they like her Beyonce's producers heard it and they were like, please write us something that sounds just like Kelly Clarkson's Already Gone. And that's how they made Halo, but Halo's like eight times a better track. True. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so that's the history of Halo. I can support that and also say that um, in, in a lot of the reviews that I read, like uh, apparently this song, Halo was written by Ryan Tedder, who also did Bleeding Love at the time. Uh- and so <laughs> it was kind of like, a, we're looking for that moment in radio. Mm, but I absolutely. mean, if you look at all three of those songs, like Halo is the most memorable. So yeah, true. Um, we are, I've, I actually received a request from a fan that we sing more on the podcast. Can we sing like one second of Halo before we move on to the next track? I can see a Halo. 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 <laughs> I did that shit. All right. Yes. That's great. All right. <laughs> track number three, Disappear. I couldn't sing this one for you because I did not remember it. I think it's forgettable. What do you think, Adrienne? Are we wrong? It is forgettable, but Pause. The pain in that song. (laughs) (laughs) Touch me. (laughs) Um, Let's move on to track four, Broken Hearted Girl. A memorable lyric, I don't want to take a breath without you. I don't want to play that part. Um, Thoughts on this track? How's the part with Broken Hearted Girl in it go? It's sort of the same. I don't know. It's like it's later in the verse. She's like, I don't want to take a breath without you. I don't want to be a broken-hearted girl. I don't know how it goes, frankly. We can look it up. <laughs> I mean, I it just didn't stick with me. No. Obviously, it didn't stick with... We're sorry, Beyonce, yeah. but I will say... Well, this the thing about this album is there's such high highs, and the yeah. lows are, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I mean, of her hits, like, it, they're not... They're, m- most of them are not ballads. Um, she does, she can do a ballad very well, but they have, it yeah. has to be a really good writer on that ballad. And I don't mm-hmm. think that Broken Hearted Girl is that. Because I can't even think about the lyrics right now. Yeah. Yeah. Song number five, tr- Smash Into You. Oh. Thoughts? I like this one. It's slow. It's got a really slow build, but you know, the vocal is really clear. It's really in the pocket of her voice. It I think it's quite nice. I wrote down that it was not bad. <laughs> it also that it was sort of adult contemporary and a little bit forgettable. It, it sounds like a song that would be played on the radio, but I do think um, that we expect like true sort of like high grade excellence from Beyonce mm-hmm. and but did we at this point in her career this is her yes, third solo true. album I mean I think this was when she really started to crystallize for me at least her identity from being like a great pop star into like a legend icon 
Um, so uh, I don't know. I disagree with that. Why do you disagree with? I think that like we see Beyonce like have several number ones, and then I think her like one of like she did sort of take over the world with single ladies just uh-huh. in its cultural significance. So we see her at the height of being a pop star, but I don't think she transitions into like legend um, until she gets to four slash self titled. Hmm. Destiny th- Child. Well, I mean, of course, but that's just like that's just like okay. a get fucking given. Like, okay, for me, it's like okay. the the visual of single ladies and all of the moments of pop culture turmoil around it, where like, oh, she's legendary. You mm, know, like yeah. people are willing, or people, Kanye, all of us are willing to get up on stage and like shut shit down, um, and like. Like fucking tackle Taylor Swift <laughs> to let us know that Beyonce is better. Like that to me is an iconic over moment. <laughs> She's like crouching over the mic. I'm too tall for this shit. <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about. Uh, oh wait, do you have thoughts on Smashing to you that you haven't? Was shared? this on the, the, the uh, oh on? It was the, the deluxe, yeah. So it's the version with I ego. did not know that existed. Right, I knew either. ego, right. but I feel like a part of my life has been missing. Mm. Yeah, go so back the, to it. So the, I have to. The deluxe has a few extra tracks, honestly, most of which I think are not great, except ego is so fucking good. Yeah. Ego that that's phenomenal. the road we went down. Mm-hmm. Is that we're, we're, so we're sharing a re-release of the album with we're you. We're here to talk so about So the ego. original <laughs> version of the album had... Um, six tracks on the first half and like five on the second. This version has eight on the first half and like six on the second. So, yeah. are we about to talk Ave Maria? Or? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thoughts about Ave Maria? Let's talk about hitting notes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have to say that I don't love the um, arrangement of this, the extra verse and like the thing and whatever. Like, I just want to hear her sing Ave Maria like, yes. forever and ever. <laughs> like, whatever they added to the song, like, I don't give a shit about. Sure. But like, yes. to hear her sing in her beautiful range, like, oh, absolutely. It's a Christmas classic, it's a year round classic. What can we say? Um, I think that this was like, if we're talking about like uh, her transition into legendary, like Ave Maria, I actually think is like a a part of that in a way. (laughs) Because I think that this is her grab on the album to be like, have you seen my voice? Did you know? Because I can do that. Because I can do that, honey. (laughs) I have high culture in me. (laughs) I love it. I think it's great. Satellites, track six, or track seven if we're talking deluxe. The restraint here is really good. I think that Satellites actually sounds like something from um, self-titled. Like, it has, like, it's sort of, it, it... it's slower. The falsetto's really nice in it. And, like, she's really experimenting with her voice in Satellites, and I quite like it. The sad thing is, I know I've heard this song, but it just wasn't memorable to me. I don't think that's sad. I think that's true. There's not really a build or like a development in the song. It is. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Um, Track eight on Deluxe. That's why you're beautiful. I hate this one. Who's beautiful? I Who's it about? I don't know. I don't know. Is it Jay? Because he's not. like we, We can't tell. We can't say that he's beautiful. Sure we can. But I don't know that that's what the song's about. I don't know. It's a... I feel like it's a... You know, okay. What I like about the song is she gives a strong vocal. 
And at the end of the song, she sings on an open vowel. She's just like, ah, like she's just singing the word ah or the sound ah. Let's go. Can't go wrong. It's like, we'll get to this, but in Ego, when she just starts singing the word O, I mean, we can't go wrong. It's great. Yeah. All right. This is the second half of the album. So we just dealt with I am dot, dot, dot. And we're moving into Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce, honey. Note that I wrote across the top of this page, this half slaps. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Track number one on this half of the album, Single Ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Put your hands up. Oh, 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 oh,
like, oh wait, it's Bloomington's right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It does let you down. Can't honey. relate, but still a good song. Something I wrote down was that I was so I'm so glad that Beyonce has given herself the permission to rap now. Like there's yes. a bridge where she's like half rapping, yeah. half singing. And I I when I was listening to it, I was like, I'm so glad that Beyonce has just like just like abandon this half and half thing and she will mm-hmm. just fucking rap, which mm-hmm. I love. Beyonce is my favorite rapper. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love that for you. Track three, Diva. I, I, I'm a, a diva. I, I, I'm a, a Okay, diva. I have an issue with that. Uh, okay, yeah, what's up? For, for years, <laughs> 12 years, <laughs> listen, well, actually, at the end of last year, I learned that the lyrics are not I'm a big diva. I'm a, I'm a big diva. <laughs> and I had a friend who would yell at me every time that song came on, which was often because I was always playing it. And it's just like, I refuse to believe that. How can I be wrong for 11 years? You've been wrong, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, about this track, I want to say what I, I love this song. I love this song in its original incarnation, but actually what got me into back into this song recently is the recording that she does of this on the Homecoming Live album. Mm. And she's like, there's this part where we have a little bit of an instrumental and she's like, I want to hear everyone singing with me. Since 16 of my stilettos, it's running in this game. I just like, that makes me, I listen to it if I'm running or if I'm on an elliptical and I automatically start going like twice as fast. Yes. I'm like, 616. Yes. You're like, oh, it's so good. I think that this, this song is where like she really starts to give herself permission to be like, you know what? I'm fucking better than Jay. <laughs> like, I'm a little bit fucking better than Jay. And then on the next album, she's like, I'm a lot fucking better than Jay. And then on the next album, she's like, I'm divorcing Jay. Oh, wait, JK. Just kidding. We'll be together forever because oh. it's financially sound. <laughs> um, <clears throat> track four, Sweet Dreams. Sweet dreams or a beautiful nightmare. Either way, I don't want to wake up with you. Turn the lights off. Tattoo your name across my eye. Come on. I hope it rains. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of dreams? (laughs) Um, Thoughts on this track? Um, Banger. 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 Musically, it's so weird, but I love it. Like, it actually doesn't make any sense, but it's so good. But for some reason, I recently downloaded it again, and... Mm. I'm not able to listen to it. Why not? I, I don't I don't know. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just my um, 11-year-old heartbreak or, or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I felt this towards somebody. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, I did. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want oh, to tell us a story issue. or no? Do you want to expound on oh, that? Oh, that's the issue. Who oh, my goodness. Dream? His name was Marquand. Oh, oh, wow. He was new to the school. Marquand? Oh, wow. Marquand. He found... Me attractive out of all the girls. Yeah. I felt obligated. I broke up with him on the back of the activity bus. Everybody knew. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> Your activity was heartbreak. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Track number five. Um, video phone. Yes. Oh. 
weird, but so good. It's weird, it's right? Weird. Like the yeah, music yeah, from yeah. 2000 oh. weird. Uh, 2000 weird. 2008 is weird. <laughs> <laughs> 2008 was 2000 weird, to be honest. I have a question. So I listened to this track uh, as it appears on the album, but I actually, and maybe I misperceived, but I actually did not hear Stephanie Germanata on it. Did she re-record it with her she on it? She re-recorded for the video, um, f- but there, I don't know if there was ever an official release with Beyonce featuring Lady Gaga. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because oh, I couldn't there find... was. Yes. Yeah. Which was actually, I think, it was the follow-up to Telephone. It was like Lady Gaga dropped Telephone yeah. and then Beyonce dropped Video Phone featuring Lady Gaga. Historically but much less successful. No, not as, not as good, but, well, mostly because I think that um, like Beyonce is sort of adaptable when it comes to styles and dance styles. So her mm-hmm. in Telephone was like iconic and amazing. Mm-hmm. But Lady Gaga is a little bit less adaptable, and I feel mm-hmm. like she did not really mesh with Video's phone in the way no. that Beyonce was able to mesh with Telephone. And didn't That's Lady true. Gaga like bleach her eyebrows for that video? Oh, Jesus. I remember oh, feeling like. <laughs> I remember re- thinking that Lady Gaga's forehead looked very large in that video. What? Maybe she, I don't know, maybe she had a different wig on. I don't know. Oh, oh, baby. The hairline was back. <laughs> I do never listen to video phone on purpose. It was nice to hear it this time, but I never like put it on. I think it's wonderfully abstract. I think it's hilarious that like no one's talking, no one's calling anything a video phone. But I do remember that True. one moment in time and culture where vi- phones started to have video and we were calling things video phones and so i'm i think it's hilarious that beyonce has that on her album and i'll stand video phone i'm standing it period (laughs) track six hello 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 (laughs) (laughs) incredible What can we say? Vowels. She's giving us vowels. I do love the pronunciation of hello on this track. She has great vocals on this track. Like, beautiful vocals. I don't know that this is one of the greatest songs on the album, but I don't hate it at all. I, in fact, quite like it. Yes. I can't say it was one of the best because I said hello with a question mark when you just said that. (laughs) I think it's a little forgettable. And it Mm -hmm. is on the re-release of the album. It didn't come out initially. Boom. Okay, there we go. Okay, track seven. Ego. (laughs) He got a big ego. Such a big ego. We're going to sing this later. I mean, whoop, not to give it away. (laughs) Foreshadowing. What do we think of ego? I love... Ego, I still listen to that. I'm like, if I'm like, if I'm feeling down, listen, and I'm like, you know what? I I, 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 I feel like I need more. I need more mm, <laughs> in my life. And then I listen to the original version of Ego, and then I listen to the one with Kanye. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't like giving Kanye credit though. <laughs> Beyonce and another artist Beyonce who I can't and remember. Someone else. Yeah, someone else. <laughs> Bleached his I love this song. I think oh it's God. incredible. <laughs> I'm so glad that it's here. I'm so glad we have it. Um, I do feel like it's like the high art version of Peacock by uh, Katy Perry. We yeah. don't mention oh, her yeah. name on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, I also think that like you know the the combo of ego and diva is really potent. It's mm-hmm. just really mm-hmm. strong. Mm. She put them both on there. I think Ego is my 
a little bit more favorite musically, but both are incredible moments. I get a, I love the song, but I get a little like, I don't know. I don't love her singing about Jay and like praising him. Well, I feel like to me, the thesis of the song, like we start off like talking about like his ego is too big, it's too wide. And the, the actual like thing about the song. we're talking song, about a dick, right? No, we're talking, it's, uh, it's double entendre. We're talking about both. We're talking okay. about both at the same time, like his ego is linked with his dick and vice versa um but then like the actual thesis of the song is talking about her fucking ego and her dick that way which i i feel like that where we where we end up like the ends justify justify the means because i feel like the beginning we're like sort of tricked into thinking this song is about a man and it's actually about Mm -hmm. how great she Mm -hmm. is you know like a a vast majority of the lyrics of the song are about how great she Mm -hmm. is as opposed to whoever else. I like and Beyonce's she dick. she tells you, same. <laughs> she tells you about how great she is, and then she hits those notes uh, at I can the end. We'll sing it later. I did it. We'll sing it now. We'll sing it later. You hear it? Yeah. Stop playing with me. No, it's good. We're going to sing it again, and you're going to like it. Um, Track eight, Scared of Lonely. I don't know. We don't care. I also want to throw on a bonus track, which actually isn't on the album, but is on no album anywhere. And it came out between this album and four, which is Why Don't You Love Me, written by her sister Solange. This is one of my favorite Beyonce songs of all time. And I love the video. I love everything about it. Why don't you love me? Why don't you love me when I'm baby? So damn easy to love. You know? It's so good. I learned you just so that so I didn't sing. <laughs> um, so everything Solange touches is gold. And she's like Same. chugging martinis and like crying and screaming in the video. Yes. And she looks so cute and she like is cooking dinner and then like throws it on the ground. Is this the video where she had her hair bumped in some kind of way with her bangs? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, yes. I want to <sighs> say one thing and it's not really about Beyonce but it is about Solange. Isn't it hilarious that Solange did Bring It On, but then also has given us two of Bring the it most, on two. Bring Didn't it on she do two. like a sequel? Yeah, she did sure. Bring It On Two. And she did that, but then has also given us two of the most culturally significant albums of all time. I love it. Every morning I listen to Don't Touch My Hair in the Shower and Cry. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh my god, there was a period of time when I was here at this prestigious Midwestern University where I would listen that. to Mad every fucking day. I would be like, got a lot to be bad about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, anyways, bye. Okay, so that's the end of that. That song's not on the album, but I just had to bring it up. Um, now we're going to talk about our favorite tracks from the album. I think you can pick as many as you want, but like try and keep it around the three range. Um, if you need to reference, we have the titles of the songs. Justin, what are your three-ish favorite songs? Oh, I'm going first, honey. Um, single Ladies, Ego, Halo. Mm, okay. um, everything that ends with an O that she then conjugates <laughs> to something else. Oh, that's my favorite. Halo. <laughs> Do you know Kayla? Radio. Sorry. Radio. <laughs> what are your What are your top three ish? 
Okay, okay. I can go first. I can go first. Do that, do that. I think my top three are probably Halo, Diva, and Ego. Um, I think that they are the songs that sort of stick out through the span of her career. And I just really do love that verse that starts in 16, Am I Still Let I've Been Struck in this game. Like, I love, I love Diva. Yes. Um, I think he, Ego has given me a lot of wonderful shower singing moments. And Halo's obviously a classic, even if, as I do criticize it for being sort of like radio-ish and pandery. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a beautiful song. One of her most beautiful vocals. I love it. Yeah. Are you ready? Did I give you I, enough time? Yeah, you, you okay. gave me... Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to say single ladies. Okay. Because it makes me feel robust in areas <laughs> I want to be robust in when I listen to. <laughs> we all want to feel robust. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to say ego. Yes. Because that's definitely on my dressing room playlist. And mm-hmm. I listen to that every show. Oh, I'm so tacky. Change your ways, Adrian. Never. No, never. <laughs> never. You have to listen to ego. And I 100% listen to diva and say i'm a big diva i'm a big diva is that what you say wait you sing it for us adrian what's your version yes it's not my version it's her version it's beyonce's version (laughs) she says what is often misunderstood she is saying i'm a big diva i'm a i'm a big diva those are the lyrics absolutely nobody can argue with that no one not even beyonce herself um okay we're moving into the rating section of the podcast so this uh is a section where we rate the album as a whole based on our box wine system again the lowest rating is a francia box of wine again variations within the francia boxes our middle rating is a black box of wine you can choose whatever sort of type of wine within black boxes but that's sort of the middle rating and top rating Boda Box. Um, Jeremy, Justin, oh my God, literally kill me and truly bear me under the ground. And it's captured. Jeremy, I hope you're listening. You are screaming. (laughs) And so am I. Hi, Jeremy. I definitely meant to just invoke you in this conversation. Um, Justin, what do you think? Um, well, Jeremy would say Cabernet Sauvignon, I'm, uh-huh. I'm sure. What would you say? Um, however, I will give this a Boda Box Sauvignon Blanc. Um, because I think that Sauvignon Blanc has so many notes in it. One of those notes is grass. The other notes... <laughs> It's not grass. Okay, keep going. It's like crisp apple. (laughs) um, And then like just like a chic grapey finish. Um, And it's like an incredible wine, but there's like some moments, like the first bit of Sauvignon Blanc is a little bitter. And that's how I feel about the first bit of I Am Sasha Fierce, because there are a little, there are a few too many ballads that I don't quite love, but the finish, the finish is brilliant. Mm, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Do you need more time? Finish. Yes. Okay, I'll go. I um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And okay, so we previously reviewed Beyonce's self-titled album on this podcast, which I gave sort of an uncharacteristically low rating, just because I you're not love, a fan. No, I love <laughs> because Beyonce. you love four. I'm <laughs> Beyonce's greatest fan, but I hold her to her highest standards, which is not four. <laughs> 
You're cutting. We're gonna have <laughs> this conversation on the air one day, and when it happens, you're gonna get crushed into tiny particles in oh. the ground. But um, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do think that, um, I do think that this album has like the such strong moments, but as a whole, is not cohesive or like what we might call like a good album. I do think that like most, I would say at least half of the songs on here are exceptional, and then the other half are like really just like there's such a difference in quality I think um and so for me I'm gonna rate this like a high level um black uh, black box because I do think that the, that Beyonce can do better and has done better and will continue to do better but I think that this so- the album has so many gems on it that I do that we cannot dismiss it, but as a whole, it doesn't really cohese or sort of come together in any type of way. Um, but I do think that the songs on this album are legendary and are truly some of my favorite songs in um, ever recorded, honestly. <laughs> Period. Listen. <laughs> I love how I say things. <laughs> What's your favorite boxed wine? Ooh. Are you a boxed wine person, though? Yeah. No. You don't have to be. See? Yeah, you don't have to but be. Listen, it's only listen, for us. But, no, but listen. Broke-ass I, <laughs> I don't discriminate against things <laughs> that will get me feeling yeah. closer to Beyonce. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Why do you think I have my hair this long? Beyonce. I Beyonce. I hair. Um, but the, I, I don't know... <sighs> It's the fact that there's so many bangers on here. Like, the ones that are good, I feel like, outweigh the ones that weren't really bangers. And I just mm-hmm. yeah. forget about them We don't have purposely. to remember those. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, I just... I Lost just to history. I, I, I take them and I shove them away. But if you're like, if I have to actually look at it and account for those songs... <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I don't want to speak ill on Beyonce. We don't speak ill I'm just going to remember the songs that I want to say and say that this if this song was a wine... It'd be something dry because it's a palette that I haven't even understood yet. Mm. Mm. Okay, wow. Incredible. Mm. That was great. Such a philosophical <laughs> answer. Um, oh, up yes. next, we just have one last thing to do. We need to thank our... Um, you should thank Justin Ganaway for the graphics. You know, um, I <laughs> thought that I was just going to just thank some random people. Um, no, thank you to Cameron Toy. Thank you to Aaron Burnett. Thank you to... <laughs> Justin Gannaway. <laughs> thank you to Jeremy Smith. Hi, Jerry. Love you. Um, thank you to Adrian Embry for being on this podcast. Um, and we're just going to launch right into our last segment, which is indeed karaoke. One second, though. I need lyrics. Yeah, I just I like need saying. some words to fortify Will you do the, I hope you can hear the clinking of these bottles. Will you do the vocal intro for us? I for want you to intro. Uh-uh. How you gonna hand me my phone on one percent, Liz? Fire. Here, here. Fire. <laughs> we'll share. We'll share. We'll share. We'll share. It'll be good. Thank you, Liz, for being here. Yes. Co-executive producer. Thank you. Oh my god. It. I have it. We've got I'm it. ready. Okay, let's do it. Will you count me in? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, wait. What can I? Where can I? I'm gonna cut right to the chase. Oh, someone's talking right. too. Oh, I Myself. See. For a special purpose. Uh, <laughs> you know. Here we are. What's more special than you? 
Oh, wow. A line reading. It's on, baby, let's get lost. You don't need to call into work because you the boss. For real, why don't you show me how you feel? I consider myself lucky, that's a big deal. Why? Well, you got the key to my heart, but you ain't gonna need it. I'd rather you open up my body and show me secrets. Oh, those are the lyrics? Okay, for me to lie. It's too big, it's too wide, it's too strong, it won't fit. It's too much, it's too tough. He's talking like this, cause he can back it up. He's got a big ego, such a huge ego. I love his big ego. It's too much, he walk like this, cause he can back it up. Usually I'm humble, right now I don't choose. You can leave with me, or you can have the blues. Some call it arrogant, I call it confident. Thank you, Adrienne, for being here. We loved you. Okay, um, bye. 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 bye.